Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 387. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk football tonight. Charles Cliff is off this evening. He is off with the family doing some function thing. He likes big family. They do a lot of this sort of stuff, and uh, he's required to show up, so he did. Uh, We got Mark back from Newfoundland. He came back. He's talking a little funny, and he's not quite on the right time zone, but he's back with us now, and uh, Will McDonald, MacDonald, so I'm going to make sure that you don't confuse him with the the Scotsman with the Irishman or English uh, Protestants with Catholics or... I don't know what the difference is. Uh, actually, I do, but that's beside the point. We're just having fun. And uh, Phil Miller, how you guys do? Oh, I don't have your mics on, so I'm not even going to talk to you yet. Hey, you know, there's a couple of things that have been happening lately that's really starting to grind me just a little bit. And it's, what is it? What makes you a fan? Um, what are the requirements? You know, are there casual fans? Are there bandwagon fans? Are there hardcore fans? Are there absolute fanatics? Which is the root of the word, right? So what does it mean to be a fan? What does it mean to be a fan of the CFL? What does it mean to be a fan of your particular team? Well, we're getting that definition this year in D.C., okay? The Lions suck. No doubt about it. We all know this they look like they're they're showing some promise and some improvement they're actually playing like a team and you know we we took uh i don't know what team it was winnipeg last week to one point or who no we're playing winnipeg this week i don't know who whoever we played last week i don't care um anyhow uh, we took them to within a point and they didn't even play last week they were on a bye it was the week before i don't know i don't know i'm confused uh so it's irrelevant so a lot of BC fans are like screaming and yelling and whining about how pathetic the team is and they're going to hand in their season's tickets and they're never going to support the team again because they, it, 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 Wally's not there anymore. David Braley should sell the team on, on and on and on. And it's absolutely annoying to the true fans of the CFL and of the BC Lions. Now, I'm not saying that they're not fans. But to me, the definite, I've been a fan of the BC Lions since 1971. During that period of time, there has not been a lot to cheer about. We have had some absolutely pathetic seasons. We've had absolutely pathetic owners. Uh, The franchise has gone bankrupt three times. It's been saved by the league. It's been saved by David Braley. It's been saved by a lot of people. Okay, well, literally, we've gone bankrupt where the owners throw the keys on the table and walk away. Murray Pezum, Nelson Scalbania, Bill Comrie, all of the above, just absolute terrible ownership. But I've been a fan all the way through it, and I support my team. I'm not a fan of any particular player. I, I mean, I really like Bill, uh, Mike Riley. I was a fan of Mike Riley's when he was in Edmonton. 
just because he wasn't on my team didn't mean I didn't like him anymore, okay? I'm a fan of Zach Caleros. I was a, didn't really like him going to Saskatchewan, but hey, that's what happens. But I'm a fan of Zach Caleros. I think he's an extremely talented football player. There's not a lot of players in this league that I'm a fan of, okay? I like to watch them. Yeah, whatever. Uh, didn't bother me with Solly going to Saskatchewan. Didn't bother me with Manny going to Saskatchewan. I'm, I'm, I'm not stuck on any particular player. Um, I'm a fan of the team. I support the team no matter what. But how can you just because your team absolutely sucks and is one in seven say, I'm never going to watch the games any, anymore. I am after 42 years, I'm giving up my season's tickets. This is pathetic. I, seriously serious we've had way worse years than this in the past especially in the last 42 years i mean i just deleted this woman's post who said that she had been you know they've had four tickets cost like five thousand dollars i don't know where she got the five thousand dollars because there's no way that four tickets to the bc lions cost five thousand dollars because i mean they they're not gold-plated seats okay i mean the most expensive seat in there is 85 dollars a game 10 games nine games whatever you know 850 bucks maybe it's four grand but it's not going to be five anyhow besides the point so she's canceled them she puts up this big post with a big cancel sticker on it and thinks that she has got the right to just badmouth the football team because she feels that they're not giving her her full value for a dollar this year. Like, fuck off. It's your football team. It doesn't matter whether – look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. They haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1967. Have all their fans abandoned them? They've had some god-awful pathetic – out their arena every game or close to it i mean saskatchewan rough riders have sucked for so long and they sell out their stadium all the time that's what it means to be a fan it's to go there and participate and be entertained whether your team wins or loses and then so we make a post up there that says you know you guys are being pathetic. You need to support your team during the downtime. And then you get ragged on about don't tell me how to be a fan. Well, yeah, you obviously don't know how to be a fan. Ugh, it's pathetic. And I, it, it, I just can't get over the whining and crying that is going on. And I mean, like, it just goes on and on. Where? Hang on. I'm looking for a particular post here. Oh, okay. Uh, what I don't want to see at the end of a game that we've lost is our best thrilling and laughing along with the opponent's QB. It's like no big deal. Newsflash is a big deal. No, for them, it's a game. They're enjoying themselves. They win, they lose, they play football. They get paid to do it. Yeah. Yeah, they're supposed to win. But why is it such a big deal that he was having a good moment with his friend? I don't understand. Okay. Uh, Herbie says we need to we need patience. Pretty frustrating statement from a, my perspective. Patience or not, I'm putting money into tickets this year and received little in return. Well, no, you went to the game. You got entertained. Just because you chose not to be entertained, it's not their fault. Have you ever not gone gone to a movie that was pathetic? Yeah, I've done that. Terrible. Anyhow, uh, here's another one. I love this one. This season is a loss. And honestly, it stings for us that bought season's tickets, especially to see the lack of trying to change early on. 
But I'm a Lions fan, a true one. No, you're not. You just said that you're that, uh, I believe in the franchise as a whole. It's just asking to fire the coaches if it never mind. I, I'm just done with it. I'm just done with it. Okay, I'm gonna go open the mics up. But you know what? If you're a fan of the team, you're a fan of the team. Win, lose, draw, suck, or win a great share for your team. You support your team, and it doesn't matter what players are there. Don't buy a jersey with a player's name on because he has no loyalty. He's going somewhere else in free agency, or he's going to get traded, or he's going to get released. So he's not going to stay with us, or he's going to retire. Eventually, he's going to retire. So regardless of what that is, who cares about the players and what players you have on your team? Don't get all excited because somebody's there or somebody's coming or somebody's left. It's it doesn't matter. The amount of people that lost their freaking minds when Adam Bighill didn't re-sign in BC or Solly got released. Well, there's a reason for that. Football's a business. Accept it. Okay? Cheer for your team, regardless of who plays for them, regardless of who coaches them, regardless of who owns them. They're your team. Is the only thing that is consistent in sports is the name of the team and not even the city in which they play in. Obviously, the NFL, they're moving all over the goddamn place. Hockey does the same thing. At least the CFL teams are consistently in one place for a pretty long time. I mean, Regina's had a team for 108 years. They've only won four Grey Cups, and they got fans. Jesus, I don't know. It's absolutely pathetic, Okay. Like, suck it up, Buttercup. Be a fan. Don't be a whiner. I'm opening up some mics and bringing some guys on the panel. Mark, welcome back from Newfoundland. How are you doing? Doing great. It's good to be back. Um, like I was saying on the before we came on, good luck to a Halifax team playing in BC. Oh, They're yeah. going to be spending the, the entire first half. They're going to be yawning. Uh, yeah, after sleeping. <laughs> um, to the this whole fan thing, BC sucks, right? And we all know I let you guys know that all the time. But as a Barmer fan, the Winnipeg Blue Barmers just told you, give me that beer. Um, hello. If I only got tickets in the good times and left in the bad times, I wouldn't have been there in 28 years. Uh, your team sucks. I've had many years where I just went and laughed at the team. I just made fun of them. To me, it was entertainment. I'm still laughing. Who cares? Yeah, you know, Russell Crowe in The Gladiator, his famous line, are you not entertained? I love it. But you know what? Really, Another thing that really pisses me off, and I really forgot I wanted to rant on this one, and I can't, is no – Present company excluded because Mark's an okay kind of guy. But I'm really getting pissed off at Bomber fans who can find every little thing they can and bitch about a team that's not doing as wonderful as they are. And Todd Mogi and Jared Zanowich are the worst right now, in my opinion, because they, they just – needlessly bitch about whatever they can and want about a team that's not as awesome as their Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Well, dude, 
Humbleize yourself because you haven't won a Grey Cup in 28 years. When you swing back-to-back Grey Cups, then you can start crowing shit at me. Okay? Until then, shut the fuck up. Can't say this in the group. I wish I could write this in the group, but, you know, I don't let anybody else swear. So then I'm not really allowed to. So anyhow. But I can on my podcast because it's my damn podcast. Are you okay, Mark? Oh, yeah, you're not wrong. No, thank you. No, you're not wrong at all. That's why I love coming on the podcast, Christopher, because if I went like that, how quickly would you guys be down my throat? Oh, yeah, well, and, and deservedly, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm i teasing Bomber fans right now with 28 years and counting. It's true, yeah. but right now, because you're looking good. It's it's the same thing. Is do you remember back in 2011? Okay, and we're not going to talk mm-hmm. football for a second. We're going to talk hockey. Okay, and I'm not a hockey fan, but I am a Boston Bruins fan, and I have been for a lot of years. And I used to wear my Boston Bruins jersey during the Stanley Cup Final games between Boston and Vancouver, and in Vancouver. And I was doing that because Vancouver was absolutely spanking the Bruins in the first couple of games. Right, And I thought, Canucks have won this one. They got the Stanley Cup. No big deal. Boston's going to roll over, right? But I'm going to support my team and show my colors. Well, then Boston started winning, and Vancouver, like, collapsed their tent and went home. And all of a sudden, my Boston Bruins jersey got put away real fast because not only was it dangerous, it's not who I wanted to win the Stanley Cup. Uh-huh. You know, I, I support yep. the team, but I really wanted to see Vancouver. They'd never, they have never won a Stanley Cup. I wanted to see them win the Stanley Cup. And I was really kind of pissed off that the Bruins came back and won, although I do support the Bruins. Um, yeah, so that was kind of kind of sucked. It's kind of weird. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, and, and while we're on it, while we're on the Blue Bombers, did you see this goddamn hamburger that they built? Oh, yeah, the Wallby. Talk about trying to clone BC Place. I mean, seriously, oh, yeah. have you guys got nobody else to aspire to? Christopher, it's a nine-team league. Everybody uses the same ideas eventually. Oh, pathetic. It's pathetic. It looks it's truly yummy, pathetic. Though. It looks it yummy. Looks, would you actually buy it? For four or five people. Not for myself. A Walby burger. I couldn't eat the top layer of six chicken fingers. <laughs> and then there's the six uh, strips of bacon. And there's french fries. And, and hot dogs. There's hamburger meat. Yes. Um, no. <laughs> it should come with a defib- defibrillator. It really should. Yeah. It was Hamilton that just beat BC by one point, anyhow, by the, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, the rest of the mics are open here. Phil, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing great. You know, <clears throat> Christopher, I, I remember one time even I lost faith in Canada's team back in 1999. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> you just stop right there, Okay. Canada doesn't have a team. They have a league with nine teams in it. Okay? You're not allowed to say that again. Continue. 
All right. It was uh, it was 1999. It was in the winter, January, February. And I sent a fax the day they announced that Cal Murphy would be the new head coach of the Riders. I sent a fax to the Riders' office saying, nice announcement, keep my tickets. They had no idea who was sending the fax. I was just angry. And so I know where fans are coming from sometimes. But, uh, you know, I've, I've been a fan since, like, the mid-1970s. And uh, I, I, I only fell apart the one time. And uh, other than that, uh, you know, uh, that team has been safe for me. That's all I'd add only- to your rant. Go ahead. The only time that I've ever got really mad at the BC Lions is when they do something stupid, okay? And and I don't actually even remember what it was, but I got so mad, and I got on the phone, and I barked at somebody, and I wrote them a letter and everything else. Now, if I was a Ryder fan, I would be doing this all the time, okay? Because I wouldn't accept what they do as management because it's not cool, okay? Uh, and basically what I'm talking about is playing Taj Smith when he's been charged with a crime. Uh, and, and not only that, playing him in the Grey Cup. Uh, I would get mad and, and write letters if my team went over the salary cap, okay? I would get mad if my team had an extra house housing players and paying them under the table, this is all unethical cheating shit that I would be yelling and screaming at my team about. That's the only time that I would call the BC Lions off. They did something stupid like that, and I would call them on it. And I'd say, as a fan, that is unacceptable. Oh, what they well, do in the field is irrelevant. It's a good thing you're not a Stampeders fan. There's been lots of that going on here under Huff's leadership, too, right? Well, like what? Uh, some extra players, some extra houses. That, that's that's always that's always been part of what's happened in the Stampeders organization, and and it just sort of spread throughout the league. The Rough Riders weren't the only team doing that. that honestly, this is the first time I've ever heard that. I've heard Kelly. Uh, I, never mind. I've heard other people who have pointed fingers around the league, but it's never it's never been justified. It's never been brought to the attention. Uh, the riders actually got caught doing it. I mean, if, if, if that's the case and all teams are doing it, then is it really a, a, a rule? Should it be a rule? Oh, it's, okay. it's, I think it's tightened up now, Christopher. I don't, I don't think anybody's doing it anymore. I think after they, uh, the riders got their PP slapped. I think, uh, I think it settled the whole league down on that. The, uh, the the CFL was just angry with Christopher Jones or Chris sorry Chris Jones, going all the way back to when he uh, dropped his contract with the Stampeders to go to the Argos. Um, there, there was the CFL was never happy about that, and of course they were very unhappy when he uh, when there was a leak a few days before the 2016 Grey Cup that uh, Chris Jones was going to be the next coach of the Saskatchewan Roughriders. Um, and then it turned out to be true. So they were out to get him. Uh, I don't know if I believe that the league was out to get him. That that that, 
that's that just goes a little bit too far for me. What difference does it make to the league itself? I mean, if, if, the, the if the league wanted to stop stop shit like that from happening, they would. They would. And they it did. would absolutely stop. Okay. Now, my question, or my, you know, like, and, and going back to unethical, is yes, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in 2016 were eliminated from the playoffs, and they were planning for their two, 2017 season, but Edmonton was still in a playoff race. How disgusting is it that somebody was trying to talk to a coach that was in a Grey Cup game prior to that about leaving the team? Don't you find that? To me, I wouldn't have tolerated that if I was a Ryder fan. I I would have lost my shit on them. Because that's totally unethical. Wait till the season's over. Just because your season's over doesn't mean the season is over. And I'm not picking on you, Phil, as a Ryder fan. Don't don't take that wrong, because I'm certainly not. But I've just not seen the Ryder organization be honorable in a long time. And I think I really think that right now, with the new uh, leadership in the Ryder's organization, I have faith that this, they've turned a corner. And that they now have respectability, and 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 it's things are going to change. I mean, you got a new president, you got a new uh, uh, general manager, you got a new coach, you got a whole new place in there. And I really hope that the riders have turned a corner, and they're going to be a respectable organization moving forward. And I think so far they have been, and and I'm happy for that because I think that that's what we need in the league. We can't have a bunch of Tom Brady's. You, you, we can't do that. We we need to be a respectable league in that aspect of things. Anyhow, let's bring Will in. Mr. McDonald, how are you? I'm here. Good. Glad to you see you. You know, I guess I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Why maybe, maybe her season tickets cost her $5,000 cause she's fat. And she paid extra money for concessions. And her family is fat. And they paid extra money for concessions. Oh, because isn't that isn't that burger in BC place thirty five bucks or something like that? Well, I hey, have no idea. Come on. Maybe she's just fat, okay? I'm just gonna say that. But and she needs to buy two seats to put her and, ass in it? And and if 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 fat people are offended, they can send their problems to Christopher Jones because I don't. No 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 no, no 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 no. Will McDonald, Will 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 gets this one. Uh huh. So yeah, maybe they're just fat. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I don't know what she posted. And, and my buddy Charles Cliff, who made the first comment on that that whole post, was absolutely a hundred percent right. And I and I. I, I think it's really, 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 really hard to piss Charles Cliff off, but I think that woman managed to do it. Well, she's not in the group anymore. I don't know if that was by choice or Charles kicked her ass out. I don't know. But I, I deleted I her her farewell post because you, you're not allowed to give farewell posts in our groups. You're going to yep. leave, leave. Get the hell out. Right? Don't be yeah, don't yeah, be taking shots at admins or t- the team because it's just unacceptable. 
No. So, there you go. That's, that's it. And, hey, just so you know, I was going to explain something to you since you made that comment in your introduction about Will MacDonald as opposed to McDonald's. Uh, one of my, my nephew in Manitoba, his name, by the way, is Brendan McGuire, no relation to Brendan McGuire. Um, did the I, that would be bad thing. if they were both the same name and they were related. Yeah, did, did the Ancestry.com thing and fit into and found out our DNA and shit like that. And he's got a bunch of research in. He discovered that my father changed our name from McDonald to MacDonald. Ooh. And interesting. My father's been. My father's been dead for seven years, so I can't ask him why. Was it? So, yeah. I I have no clue, and I'm hoping I'll see my nephew this. I'm hoping I'll see my nephew this summer. <laughs> Maybe he's got some more insight into it because I have looked for my ancestors, and I can never find any. And maybe that's the reason why. Because they're a bunch of McDonalds. That's correct. Who uh, I've heard from numerous people that uh, people that they were, quote unquote, this came from a Scottish person, the whores of Scotland, okay? Because I guess there's so many of us. We're mm. kind of like Smiths. So, or Joneses. Thing. Right, or Joneses, right. Those the are Joneses. pretty common names. Smith and Jones. Wow. But, so there you go. Jones is a real common name, but yet there's a lot of lot of background into that because uh, everybody says it's a Welsh name. The Joneses <laughs> are from Wales, and but there was a clan of Joneses, English, English Joneses, uh, 200 years before the Welsh even took surnames. So they invaded Wales, raped and pillaged, and left the little Joneses behind. So. Um, I'm one of the rapers, not the rapee. So just thought I'd share that one with you guys. But um, yeah, okay, let's move on and talk some football. Enough of this roots thing. Because that's what started it all for my dad. My father was a big genealogist and studied the family tree and all that kind of stuff. And he, he, he watched <laughs> that miniseries Roots and got all jammed about it. So anyhow. Oh, yeah. No doubt there's hate mail on the way, Mark, <laughs> on a lot of different subjects, I'm sure. Okay, um, let's talk some football. You guys want to do that? We've got four games coming up this year, this season, this season, this week. This week we got four games. Um, first one, when's Thursday night? I hate Thursday night football, but we have a Thursday night football game. And it's uh, my BC Lions take it on Mark's Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We're going to be very possessive about this, and this is my BC Lions, and they're going into Bomberland, and they're going to upset the Bombers because Bombers are so arrogant right now. They're just like their fans. They think their shit doesn't stink, and they are going to walk all over this helpless BC Lions team, except for the fact that BC is actually starting to look like a football team. And uh, we had a running game, a little bit of one. So all we have to do is hogtie Andrew Harris and take him out of the game, either legally or not, 
Oh, did I say that out loud? Uh, and Winnipeg Blue Bombers are going to fold like a cheap tent on Saturday night. It's just going to collapse because they have no offense without Andrew Harris. Their quarterback's mediocre at best, and their defense is uh, adequate. But you know what? It's not the best. So uh, BC's going to go in there and take this game away. That's my prediction. Uh, Phil. <laughs> no. I usually start with Charles, and I'm going to go to Will. Will, you're the first up tonight. What's going to happen? Oh, actually, Charles sent me his, his scores, didn't he? I'm going to have to go look at those. Yep, uh, BC 28, Winnipeg 26. That's Charles Cliff. BC 28, Winnipeg 26. Will, what's your score and why? Um, I wasn't overly impressed with Winnipeg last weekend, even though they did my Stampeders. Uh, I I think BC have has might, and it's a big might, might have turned a corner. Um, but their defense. You're not picking BC, are you? Because every time you pick BC, they their, lose. Their, their their defense sucks atrociously. Okay, like sucks atrociously. I'm sorry, but it does. Um, their offensive line only let in four sacks the last game, which I guess is a win for them. So I, it seems every time I pick BC, they lose. But I got to gain points because I'd like to keep up with these people. So I am going to pick my score is Thirty-two to twenty-eight for the BC Lions. Fuck, they're gonna lose. Okay, Mark, you're next. You sent your message. Oh, I guess I gotta turn on his mic. No. He he his call dropped. Okay, Phil, go ahead. What's gonna to try to get Mark Kent back in? Okay, uh, uh, BC's own line actually looked a lot better last week, even with the four sacks. The uh, the offense finally got a chance to work without with Riley looking downfield instead of looking up at the sky all night uh, flat on his back. Uh, rumor was the. Uh, the dome was open in BC the week before the bye, so that uh, Roddy would have something to look at when the riders were in town. But uh, Winnipeg could look uh, to try to get the ball into Whitehead's hands more. Is it w- is my recommendation? Is that's what I'd like to see them do more of. And I don't know. I think they're going to keep feeding Harris, and uh, BC is going to have that game planned. So I'm actually going to give this one to BC. And uh, I guess I didn't write down a score, but uh, I'm going to say... uh, Make one up, that's what we do. 29-27 BC. You guys like are log jamming. I might have to go over with Mark. What's that? 
What I, what was Will's score? Uh? Will was thirty two twenty eight, and Charles was twenty eight twenty six. You know, we're probably not all that far off there. The way the log jam's working out, then, eh? Must be. Okay, Mark. Hello. Yes, um, you. Everybody's taking BC so far. So far. Nice. I like that. Um, obviously, I'm going to go with the Bombers this week. I didn't last week, and it bit me in the ass. You know, Christopher, you said that the Bombers' defense is okay. BC Lions' defense is shit. Um, Thank Harris, you for pointing that out. It's like I didn't <laughs> know it, idiot. <laughs> Just thought I'd remind you. Um, but you don't have a quarterback. I, we don't need a good defense. Don't need a quarterback when you got Andrew Harris. Oh, and by the um, I'm not going to get into the nickel stuff. It's not going to give you the satisfaction. It's good, obviously going to be the Andrew Harris show. Maybe Chris. Well, there's no other show, show in that town. But it's going to come down. We all know to Andrew Harris and BC's offensive line as well. That's what it's going to come down to. And I'm sorry, but Andrew Harris is better than that BC defense. So I'm going to say it's going to be close, like everybody else is picking, but I'm obviously going with Winnipeg. I will say 32-26. For Winnipeg? Yes. Well, I have little faith in, uh, in, in your prediction there. Okay, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to go 38 to 21 for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Okay, I'm picking the Bombers. I'm going 38-21. I got two scores this weekend. I got to make up some ground. And if I don't pick BC, maybe they might win. See, here's the philosophy. If Winnipeg wins and I get a gold scar, I'm happy. If BC wins and I lose completely, I'm still happy. So the only downside here is if Mark wins and then I'm mad because BC lost and I'm mad because Mark won. Could be a double whammy. This is like a four-point game for me. Uh, yeah, nobody believes me, but I really am. I'm going to pick the Winnipeg Blue Bombers 38 to 21. Uh, next game up is Friday night. It's the Edmonton Eskimos in Toronto to play the Argonauts. Is this going to be a blowout or is Argos actually going to play some football here and, uh, look special? I understand that they've been, uh, uh, filling the stadium with, uh, with people, and it may actually be very close to a sellout. Uh, wouldn't that be nice to hear in BMO Field? Uh, first up is Charles, and Charles picked the, oh, where did it go? Uh, Edmonton 24, Toronto 14. So he's picking the Eskimos to win 24-14. Will, what are you doing? I don't know. You can't pick Edmonton, eh? It you know, just goes against the grain. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's against my better judgment to pick Edmonton. You know, pretty soon I'm not going to be able to pick any team except for the Stampeders and the Lions, okay? <laughs> I, hate, I hate them. I hate I hate them all. 
I hate them all. <laughs> um, uh, man. And, well, is Zach Polaris playing this week? <laughs> In Toronto? The law, is that... Or is it the law? Or is it the law office? I, I think, think it's the law. It's still, I, I think it's the I law think office. It's the law office because yeah. he hasn't had a chance to practice yet. So, um, oh lordy, Toronto did play better in their last game. Or no, they beat. Who did they beat? They beat BC, right? No, they beat Winnipeg. Yeah, they beat. They came back against Winnipeg, and last week they had the bye. Yeah, they beat Winnipeg, so, and then they had a bye. Right, so they no, had no. time to prepare. Yeah. yeah. Did they have a bye last week? Yeah. Then they have time to prepare, so screw this, man. I'm thinking their offense is just going to be gunning and running. And uh, I'm going to pick the Argos 38 to, 40 to 14. 38 to 14 is my score. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you, brother. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mark. I'd like to have Will's confidence on uh, <laughs> Toronto winning, but I just, I just can't. I've been trying to figure no, out a way. I have, I have no confidence in that. <laughs> I just can't pick Edmonton. Okay. You just can't pick Edmonton. <sighs> Except it's that the Ronda rule. Very true. Very true. Um, you know, Bethel Thompson could have another great game like he did in the second half against Winnipeg. Edmonton's D-backs are a little suspect, so there is that part of me that says, well, maybe Will's right, but I just can't. Toronto's just not good enough. I'm they beat Winnipeg. Has any team in the history, modern history anyway, of the CFL gone 18 and 0 or 16 and 0, whatever it was before? No. Oh, it, it, there was a 15 and 0 team in uh, in like 52 or something. Yeah, like, it, there's a reason nobody goes 18 and 0. It's, it's really it, you're going to lose games. Who cares? Yeah, but you're not uh, supposed no. to lose games to the lowest teams in the league. Okay, you're not supposed to. It would yeah. be one thing for Calgary to beat you, but it's another for Toronto. No, we beat Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> Any, yeah anyway, yeah. No. Um, I don't think it'll be all that close. I'm going to say uh, it's Harris, so it's field goal. So 29-11. And for Toronto? No, for Edmonton. Oh, okay. Just just confirming there, okay? Yeah. So you're yes, taking the correct. Eskimos 29 to 11. Yep. Okay. And Phil, what are you doing here? Well, it, hey, that's great to hear about a possible sellout at BMO Field. Um, yeah. I, I hadn't read that. Yeah. What's what's causing that? Is it bobblehead night? No, I think they're giving no, the tickets away. Giving- no, no, they're giving free tickets away to the C and E or something like that. That's this weekend or something like that with every ticket. Oh, yeah. okay. So, okay. So you buy an Argos ticket and you get a free t- free admission into the the exhibition. Yeah, I guess so. Good. I, I'm I'm glad yeah, to hear that they they found something that works. So that's that's great to hear. Really, really good news. Uh, so as we discussed, I think the law office will get the start. 
it might be his last opportunity as a pro if he doesn't have a pretty good night. Um, S.J. Green, as far as I know, he's playing, even though he gave Argo fans a scare and got some Bomber fans all excited with his cryptic tweet. His cryptic tweet that said he was, his location was Slurpeeville uh, at Portage in Maine this week. I, no, no, I never did hear the explanation for that, but um, I think Toronto will look a, bit, a lot better than they have up until the, the game two weeks ago against Winnipeg. Um, they got the win against the Bombers, and then they got a week off, and that does a lot for psyches. Uh, but still, I, I got Edmonton 26, Toronto 19. Okay. Sorry, what was your score? Did you pick? Edmonton 20, 26, Toronto 19. 26, 19. You're, you're, I'm sorry. I'm just not – I got a brain cramp here. So you're picking the Eskimos? Yeah, I am. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it, it's something. It, it, is his mic cutting out when he's? Because I may, am I missing no. words? No. no. Okay. No. I'm. No. I'm just being an idiot. Then I'm sorry. Uh, my voice is a little weak today. I I lost my voice earlier today. Okay. Well, I'm going to take this one in a relatively close game of twenty-eight to twenty-six. For the Toronto Argonauts. Okay. So right down the middle there. Really close game. Really nice game to watch. It's going to be a a, a barn burner. And uh, we're going to destroy the Eskimos. Go Argos. I'm a big fan of the Argo Lifers. I think that's a great group of guys out there that, that cheer on their team, and I'm going to support them right now with a, an Argo victory over the Eskimos. So on Saturday afternoon, we have a doubleheader. I hate afternoon games on the weekend in the summertime. Like, seriously, we've got shit to do. Why are you doing this to us? You only should have late-night games on Saturdays. Okay? Uh, so the first game up is Hamilton and Ottawa. It's a 1 o'clock in the afternoon start in B.C. Seriously, 1 o'clock in the afternoon? You think I'm going to go sit inside and watch football on a Saturday? You guys are idiots. Anyhow, Charles Cliff is picking... uh, Why do your scores keep disappearing? Hamilton 30, Ottawa 20. Hamilton 30, Ottawa 20. Will, what are you doing here? William, turn on your mic. I think this will be a relatively close game. Um, once again, the deciding factor for me is the Ticats don't have a starting quarterback, and uh, they don't have the. Uh, Does Ottawa? The elite? No, they don't have the elite quarterback in the CFL either. They used to. No, they didn't used to have them. But, anyways. Um, I'm going with uh, Ottawa. Ottawa 27 and Hamilton 24. 
Ottawa. What was your Ottawa score? 27. 27-24 for Ottawa. Okay. You betcha. Mark, what do you got? I'm going to have to go with Hamilton on this one. They don't have the elite quarterback, but they do have Brandon Banks. They didn't have an elite quarterback before. Kind of like saying Matt Nichols is an elite quarterback. It's not. Jeremiah Mazzoli is not an elite quarterback. It is a step down with Dane Evans. I know a lot of people are super high on him, but uh, he's a step down from Mazzoli. But they do have Brandon Banks, and that defense has Simone Lawrence. And who's starting at quarterback for Ottawa? Dom Davis. Exactly. It's a battle of the backups, although Dominic Davis won the starting job out of training camp. I don't think he's going to be good enough against that Hamilton defense. The most entertaining part of the game could be that Simone Lawrence is going to be mic'd up. Parents, hide your kids' ears. It could be entertaining. Yeah, it, it's uh, delayed. So they, they beep that's it. That's true. Yeah, that's too bad. Um, I'm going to say Hamilton hmm, 24, Ottawa 13. 24 13 for the Hamilton Tiger Cats over the Ottawa Red Blacks. That's your call? We're off to Phil. Phil? Hello, Phil. You guys got to stop talking to yourselves. Uh, Looking for Ticats quarterback Dane Evans to have another big night in his third CFL start. As I mentioned (laughs) here on this same podcast, not so many days ago, out of that group of second-year players that include Dominic Davis, Antonio Pipkin, Nick Arbuckle, and the law office, he is looking to me like the only one that is a for sure real deal. Have, have you not been watching Nick Arbuckle? I like, have. Have you not? I have. Yeah, I, I watched him not exactly tear it up in Winnipeg last week, and in fact, Wow. Okay. I, I, and everybody talks about the system in Calgary, that he's playing in a system, and then he's successful because of a system. And I bought into that. Okay. So I am going to take the Hamilton Tiger Cats, 28 to 20. Okay. Everybody went low in this game. I'm going to go a little higher than this. I'm going to pick the score of 32 to 24, and I'm taking the Ottawa Red Blacks. I just don't like the other feline team. Just I can't, I can't go with Hamilton right now. 32-24. I don't have anybody on Hamilton that I actually like, and they have Brandon Banks, and I dislike him. So I kind of like the Red Blacks mascot, but I don't like the general manager. Mm. 
tough call. Okay, I'm taking Ottawa 32-24. And the final game, which is still an afternoon game, is Montreal Alouettes into Calgary to play the Stampeders. This is going to be a tough call for, uh, for Will because he always picks both teams. But I know he's not going to do that this week. He's going to pick one over the other, and I know which one it's going to be. And uh, let's get uh, Charles's score is Calgary 31, Montreal 19. Calgary winning this one 31-19. Okay, Will, you're taking your Stampeders or you're taking your Alouettes? Which one is it? Is have, it a coin toss for you? Have, have we heard if Vaj is playing or not? Uh, we believe Antonio Pimkett is playing. Oh, is that right? For sure? Yes. That's oh, my understanding. Okay. I, thought, I thought the Vaj would be back. And I know if the Vaj was back, that usually Calgary will slam it shut, slam him shut, <laughs> and they'll win. Um Calgary, you know what? They're up in the air right now. Um, don't well, I don't think Bo Levi is gonna play. That's not the biggest thing. Um, but there's also talk that Corey Greenwood is not gonna play. And uh that's a big loss for them. Um you know, stand stand back I do believe is back. I, I don't know if Calgary can handle the beating he's going to give them. Um, but you know what? I can't pick. I can't pick the Owls. I just can't pick them. So I'm going to go with Calgary 28 and the Owls 14. I was going to say six. Okay. Mark. What do you got here? Uh, I'm going to be like Will. I'm going to go with the Stampeders. I would love to take uh, Montreal because it would certainly help out the Bombers, get some extra room on them. But I think Calgary's just too good. Yeah, they're not as good with our buckle and and has anybody know, did um, Cordero Law uh, get a lighter wallet today? Uh, I just yeah, looked at did. that. He did. Didn't maximum. Maximum fine. Maximum fine. Make in contact uh, with an official after the final whistle. Yeah. And going yeah. after the bombers after the final whistle. Um. Hopefully the Wait. pussy has his head on straight because I don't know what the hell happened to him last week, but that was actually kind of embarrassing the way he was acting throughout the game. Anyway, I'm going to have to stay with Calgary. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that high scoring of a game. Again, 24-16 Calgary. 24-16 for Calgary. And Phil! The golden sticker winner, uh, leader. Well, I just got new information. I just received new information via the uh, Let's Talk CFL podcast. 
that the VAG is not going to start in Calgary. So I have to change my score. This is one of the scores I had pre-picked. Well, it, don't quote me on that. I just I heard Pipkin's going to play, but you know I haven't heard that from anybody uh, of authority. Right, because I'll always don't. go with a Vag before I'll go with a Pipkin. So, all right, maybe I'll keep it. As, I'm going to cross my fingers and hope it has a Vag. Uh, Nick Arbuckle continues to take first team reps at stamps practice. So yep. this is, that's part of my reason. $700,000 man is at practice, but is not looking like he's going to start. But this has happened before. Remember that Canadian quarterback that became a doctor? Help me out, Will. Andrew Buckley. He practiced first team reps all week. And Not recently. No, uh, back when when uh, Bo Levi two was years ago. injured. Two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. And Bo Levi kept starting. So I don't know. that The games that John Hoffnagel plays, I'll tell you what, he, it's got me in a tizzy. I don't you know, know what? I saw I saw two interviews with uh, Bo Levi Mitchell and, and overly uh, – Confident that he will be around. So, you, you, you think he'll he'll start or he'll be ready to play? No, I don't think either. And once again, I personally think that uh, if there's any kind of soreness or stiffness, he should sit out another game because they have the bye week after that. So that would give him lots of time to get ready for the next week. Yep, and. Yep. And I mean they're four and two with uh, Arbuckle, so right. Yep. Four and two. You know. Four and two with the system. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Will. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I, I, it's fact. I mean, Bomber or the Stamps are four and two with Arbuckle, and they're they were zero and two with Mitchell. I, I would be far more scared of Arbuckle. I'm going to stick with my score then because Corey Greenwood is injured now. He's going to open that spot up for Alex Singleton. and uh, But that's going to take some time before he's here. So I believe if, if William Stanback, I believe it sounds like he's going to play. So I'm going to do something that's never worked for me before. I'm going to take the visiting team for every game this weekend. I predict that that Bo Levi, if he dresses, he'll come off the bench and throw a pick, being a little rusty, and take Montreal 26-22. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Phil, did you not see the article today about Alex Singleton? I, yeah. I did. That he graded out as the best in, in the first preseason yeah. game against yeah. guys that will never, never play in the NFL. But he's all. They also have a huge uh, injury problem in Philadelphia right now. He won't stick. I, I also watched all the all the tapes of the plays that he made during the game. And yep. man, and when he started, when he was at middle linebacker, he's the smallest NFL middle linebacker I have seen play that I remember that I even remember. 
and and that used to be what I thought as well. Um, but uh, Philadelphia's biggest linebacker is 250 pounds. Everybody else is Alex Singleton size. So, who knows? Just saying. Right now, I'd rather have Mark and Michelle back, but we'll see what happens. I heard he had a good a good week one as well. Yeah, but but he was also playing against nobody, so. Okay. So, Phileas kind of screwed me up. I was going to pick Montreal 2-1. to Because I would have been the only one picking Montreal, and it didn't really matter what my score was. So, now you've kind of got me in here, and I don't know what to do. And I am going to go off on a limb here. I'm going to pick the Calgary Stampeders, 38, the Montreal Alouettes, 21. I'm going to pick Calgary on that one. I'm going to try to see if uh, we can do that. I would have gone solo with Montreal, but if I got a fight with you over a score, I'm not going to. I'm going to take the Calgary Stampeders because I actually think they're going to win. So that's a wrap on our scores for this uh, upcoming week. Uh, Winnipeg, BC, Edmonton, Toronto, Hamilton, Ottawa, and Montreal, Calgary. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend of football. Enjoy the games. I won't see many of them. Uh, It's unfortunate, but the CFL does not like uh, a schedule that works with people who work for a living. Uh, Okay. And not like I really work for a living. I have a yeah, rent, CJ, so I work you're, 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 you're retired. You're retired, aren't you? That's what I said. I own a ranch, so I work my ass off during daylight mm-hmm. hours, okay? okay? So if you started games at 7 o'clock, I could watch them. But you guys don't start them at 7 o'clock. I mean, even the Thursday night game is, is not even – it's 5.30. 5.30 tomorrow it starts. Friday game is 4.30. Saturday games are 1 and 4 o'clock. Those are daylight hours, you idiots. I'm out doing work, digging holes and fixing fence and all sorts of things. So, okay, we're up uh, for our first segment of the uh, agenda, itinerary or whatever we wish to call this thing. The BC Lions trade Devon Coleman to Toronto for Sean Lemon. Who won the trade? Well, I don't think it's a question of who won the trade because we all know Devon uh, Coleman was an all-star last year and Sean Lemon wasn't. But Coleman has done dick squat this year. He is not buying into Stubler's system. Regardless of how stupid Stubler's system is, you have to play with what the cards that you're dealt. So he's not playing... He's not playing nice in the locker room. He's a bit of a cancer in there. So uh, Ed Hervey had to get rid of him. So Coleman out, Sean Lemon in. Can Sean Lemon come in with some attitude and 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 put some cuff up into the BC Lions defensive line? And also uh, just uh, just heard that uh, they they signed uh, Menard. What was Menard's first name? Do you remember this guy? 
I'm looking real fast. Sorry, I don't mean to be an idiot here. Uh, David Menard, defensive lineman, national defensive lineman. They didn't offer him a contract last year. He didn't get picked up by anybody. Uh, BC Lions have re-signed him. He was a beast on the D-line, and he just didn't fit into what Herbie wanted to do. And uh, I think there's some changes on the D-line here with uh, David Menard and uh, Sean Lemon coming in. And they're going to create some havoc for that guy. What's his name? Uh, what's that guy? He's running back guy, Winnipeg. What the fuck's his name? Uh, uh, Andy, Trevor Harris. No, Trevor Harris. No, Andy. Harris. Andy Harris. Andy Harris is it? No. Uh, Andrew. Arthur. Arthur Harris. That was it. Okay. Don't know. Don't know anything about him. Uh, yeah. So uh, BC has just bolstered their. D-line, I think this was a good trade. It was a good trade for BC. It was a good trade for Toronto. If Toronto can get Coleman to play some football, who won the trade? Uh, It's a flip of the coin at this point in time. Do we ever know who won a trade until two years down the road and who's still with the team? Sean Lemon could be gone at the end of this year and Coleman could be there for the next 10. Uh, Yeah, who knows? Who knows what the hell happened? Okay. I'm okay with this. I think it's a good trade for BC. It's a good trade for the Argos. Will, what's your thoughts on this one? Uh, BC will have the two loudest defensive ends in the CFL. Okay. True story. <laughs> President Swaggerville and 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 Sean Lemon drop. Okay. Yep. And he's got a mouth. To, and you know what? They probably have the oldest two defensive ends in the CFL too. So. Hey, you know what? I think a guy like Sean Lemon brings leadership, and I think uh, BC's lacking a little leadership right now. Um, and that defense has to get better. And at this point in time, if one guy's not working, why not change it out and try somebody else? And that's what they've done. And so who won the trade? Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? Who cares? Like, like, we can't tell a trade if it won or not because – I'm sure Sean Lemon has only signed a one-year contract with Toronto, so that means BC only has him for one year. And Sean Lemon also tends to wander. You know what He's I mean? He's a rental player. But but that's the second – That's is this not the second year in a row he's gotten traded to BC? I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. it is. Both it is. times from so, Toronto. Yeah, also from Toronto. So, I mean, why would they sign them if they're going to trade them? Okay, why would they do that? Like, I don't get that. Okay, so I think Toronto's management is Toronto's management is as fucked up as as uh, you know. BC. I mean, Jim Jim Pop signs them and then says, "And nah, I don't want you go back to BC. Piss off." Okay, because so. I don't know if BC made an effort to sign him last year or not. So maybe he's not an Ed Hervey guy, but now I guess he is an Ed Hervey guy. Who knows? Who knows? Anyways, go ahead. Well, well, Lemon and, and Otis, Odell Willis went on a tear last year and had 10 sacks in 13 games. Uh, well, I you know, think, they, yeah. they, they know each other. They played well together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he seems to play better in in BC. Okay. Yeah. Once again, once again, I'm not gonna just put this out there, but I will. 
trained in Calgary, by the way. Yeah, you're happy about that, are you? So Crooked Hats has no. some experience with him. Yeah, they do have some experience with him. So, but yeah, no, I mean, he's, I think he's a leader. I really do think he's a leader and BC is lacking leadership right now. Yeah. I would assume, I would assume on their defense last year, I would assume Odell Willis would have been a big leader. Who else? Tholly wasn't a leader because he really didn't play last year. No. So, you know, so they need some leadership there, obviously. And don't forget, he's also worked, Sean Lemon has also worked with Devon Claybrooks in Calgary. So That's correct. Yeah. And so. probably Rich Stubler. Uh, yes, that too, probably. So this is the 15th team for Sean Lemon. <laughs> it's only a nine-team league. How's that possible? <laughs> Well, he started with the Bombers, went to the Rough Riders, then he got uh, released, went down to the Arena League, played for the Sabercats in San Jose, Orlando Predators, Sioux Falls Storm, then came up to the Eskimos, the Stampeders, and went down to the Steelers, the 49ers, up to the Red Blacks, over, back to the Rough Riders again, then over to the Argos, then the Lions, back to the Argos, and back to BC. That's 15. I... I... I have heard a rumor out there that the reason they traded for Sean Lemon is Sean Lemon heard that the Fat family was going to give up their uh, season tickets, so they oh, there'd be more food for him. Eat. Yeah, that's it. That that was it totally. <laughs> the Fat family. <laughs> that's funny as hell. Okay, uh, Mark. What's your theory? What's your call on this thing? What do you think of this trade? How does it affect you as a Bomber fan? How does it affect the BC Lions playing the Bombers this week, having Sean Lemon and David Menard back with Odell Willis? Sean Lemon gets Stanley Bryant. Bye-bye, Sean. Um, That equals out pretty damn fast. It's way too early who said who can win this trade. Nobody's played a game yet. But I think, Christopher, you may have hit on something with your 15 teams. I'm sorry? He's played for 15 teams. That's what I I just saw. That's not leadership. That's either a cancer in the locker room that nobody wants around for more than a year, or somebody who's just, yeah, it's me. Where's my paycheck? That's not leadership. I don't see leadership there. I just don't. And if you're looking to Odell Willis, the mayor of Swaggerville for leadership, um, I like to think that both management teams are screwed. They're screwed up. All Hervey had to do was re-sign him in the offseason. But now he's lost a draft pick and a defensive lineman for a guy he had on his team last year. So if you look at it that way, BC lost this trade just based on that. They lost a player and a draft pick for a guy they could have just signed. Okay, an eighth-round draft pick. Eighth round. So still a draft pick. 
eight round. I didn't oh, even know they had eight rounds. Yeah, and there's lots of guys that are playing in the CFL that were eighth round draft picks. Who? <laughs> name uh, one. I can't. I'm not going to exactly name them off the top of my head, but they do play. Uh, one of Calgary's one of Calgary's starting offensive linemen was an eighth round pick, and he's a superstar. There you go. What's his, what's his name? I can't remember his name. You don't remember he's anybody's huge. name. I know. <laughs> he's the fat guy. He's the fat guy who plays on the offensive line. Okay. <laughs> you were an offensive lineman. Wait, wait a minute. And he's had a and he's had a heart condition his entire career. So he didn't play. He didn't play against Winnipeg because his heart condition was acting up. But he is playing this week. So, I remember that. That's why he went in the eighth round. He was actually a superstar that would have gone in the first or second round, but because he had a heart condition, nobody wanted to pick him. And a extremely, extremely large human being too. That, that, yeah. th- this guy doesn't count. <laughs> this guy doesn't okay. count in this ar- argument about eighth round picks, okay? Because he would have gone in the first or second round if he hadn't had a medical <laughs> condition that hasn't affected his career. That happens to a lot of guys that are eighth-round picks. They fall down because of injuries and stuff. That's why you want those later-round picks. You'd never know. How many first-round overall draft picks stay in the CFL for more than two years? Lately, not many. <laughs> the draft pick's a draft pick when you have to have Canadians. So okay, I think I, just based I, on I, that I right now. Okay. I say Toronto won the trade because they got a guy three years younger too. I don't know if you're going to like this one, but let's see what happens. So, um, Sean Lemon has got two Grey Cup rings. Two. How many does Matt Nichols have again? What does Matt Nichols have to do with Sean Lemon? Well, they're going to meet up face-to-face on Friday night, Thursday night. Yeah, and like I said, he gets Stanley Bryant. And, Best and offensive since, lineman and in since, the CFL, my friend. And, and since Christopher has changed the subject about quarterbacks, Mark, I was going to mention to you, you made a comment about Dominic Davis. Um, he's missed how many games this year? I think it was two, two or eight. three, wasn't it? Yep. Three, two, and he's two 200 yard. He's 200 yards behind Matt Nichols in passing. What's his record? Pardon me? At the end of the day, all that matters is what's his record as a starter. It's not his record. That's the team record. Okay, what's the team's why, record? Why do you guys not understand starter? this? What's the team's record with him as a starter, with the number one Canadian receiver in the CFL on his team, with a kick returner, that can fly up and down the field with great running back with a half decent defense. What's his record as a starter? For the year. Six and one. Six and one. Dominic Davis is six and one. Oh no, you're talking I thought you were talking about Matt Nichols. No, you're talking about Dominic Davis. What's his record? Well where's the starter? We're talking about both of them. Yeah, I don't know. Six and one versus what? Win- what? Winnipeg what is, is six and two. They've lost two games. They're six and two. What's his record then? I have no idea what uh, 
Dominic Davis's record has he what does he want one game this year? Well, they've won three games. How many did Jonathan Jennings win? None. So okay, he's won three. None. None. Yeah. So he's won three. None. Nichols was six, or the teams, whatever they're leading those the teams. teams. Okay. And Nichols still leads the CFL in Nichols still leads the CFL in touchdown passes. <laughs> oh, you know what? I didn't catch that last week because. He didn't get a touchdown pass last week. They didn't get a And he touchdown. still leads the le- yeah, and he still leads the league at touchdown passes. That's because he throws the ball one yard to Andrew Harris and he runs it in. And he had two uh, Chris Matthews drop, and I think it was a Waldatarski drop that would have had him with two two passing touchdowns and over three hundred yards passing. He hasn't That's got three hundred yeah, yards if passing you, this if year. If you take away, if you take away the yak yards last week, he had eighty-nine yards passing. Oh, no, it was sixty-four. I, I caught the second half. He looked like shit. I wanted Strebler to come in for a while, just to spell him off, get him to relax. I'm not going to say he played great, not at all. You guys are the ones that keep saying I'm saying he's playing great and I'm saying he's elite. I never have said that, not once. So I find it funny. They're six and two with a shitty quarterback. You want me to bitch, or should I be more along the lines of well, well, seven hundred and fifty to eight hundred thousand dollars quarterback with a one win? Let's get Phil involved in this conversation because Winnipeg is about to play that team with the most elite quarterback in the CFL currently. Well, I, I, it's a good point you make there, Mark. That I didn't realize that that Matt Nichols was leading the league in touchdown passes, and I, I probably apologize, should apologize for Why? some of the the, the posts and some of the comments I've made about Nat, Matt Nichols. Hell, I just I remember some of the this, comments about him. I remember this time last year, and I remember the Labor Day game and the the Banjo Bowl, and. And I remember some of the best memes I have ever seen in my life about Matt Nichols. And oh, they were great. Uh, and, and good on him that he came back and, and looked pretty strong after that for the rest of the season. Good on him. You know, that that showed some fortitude, especially after being booed by his hometown crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so you got to give the man some credit for that. And, uh, and I certainly have some respect for, for Matt Nichols. I, you know, I, I just never thought he's he's gifted, uh, but uh, he, he's shown he can win and he can manage some games. And uh, but he also showed, like, a lot in September last year that that he was prone to mismanaging some games, mismanaging the ball, misprotecting the ball. And uh, I think this this conversation started with uh, what was this all about? This this was. Uh, it was way off this. Oh, it was about this trade for Lemon. We yeah, it was. tend to do that, Phil. We tend to do that, Phil. <laughs> we, we do that a lot, okay? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, we're, we're talking uh, football. Say, Does it really matter what the subject is? I mean, is we're talking CFL. Uh, this is when it gets it, fun. If, if, we gotta stay, if we should stay on Matt Nichols, I, I got more to say, but I, I, I should mention something about... about uh, about Lemon that that uh, hasn't been covered a whole lot. 
Well, um, we, we don't have anything else about Matt Nichols or Sean Lemon in the rest of the agenda, so this would be the best time for you to bring it out. So go ahead. All right. All right. Like, generally, it's, it's, it's kind of known across the CFL that, that uh, Sean Lemon is a, is a straight pass rusher. He's he's not a guy that fits into it like a Don Matthews style or a Chris Jones style defense at all. He's a straight outside like the old old days NFL pass rushing defensive end, at second and third down, second and long and third down defensive end. He uh, he he doesn't seem to be capable to be moved around the line like uh, like they used to do like to do in in Calgary and and certainly every Chris Jones team. Uh, has ever done and and it really showed in 2016 uh, the riders signed him as a free agent and I, did he even make it to the end of training camp I don't think so he was there was like three guys ahead of him like real quick because when was um, this was this in in 2011 2016 yeah. 2016 the riders signed him yeah. as a free agent the, the Joe, Chris Jones signed him as a free agent right and, right right uh, because uh, you know he could have been a ratio breaker, and sorry, uh, he he, uh, but he he couldn't move around the line, and he said I can't I can't uh, I can't uh, fit in this system was was his words, and the riders' words were exactly the same. He just doesn't fit this system. Yeah, and, and he was traded he, after he, week one. Uh, traded or released? I forget. He was traded. He was yeah, traded for, for nothing. He asked. He yeah. asked to be traded. And was traded to the Argos. Yeah, because I think he scratched him in week one, and uh, he, so I don't know if he ever. I don't know if he had, ever did play a regular season down. And uh, in the CFL now, we're, we're starting to see a lot of this zone blitz, where defensive ends, kind of like Willie Jefferson, will drop into uh, underneath coverage, and uh, Sean Lemon did not have the abilities to be able to do that. And I don't believe he's done that with any team and doesn't like to be asked to do it. Neither does he like to be asked to move to the, to the inside or to switch sides. That's all I got on Lemon. So you're saying Lemon is a lemon. Lemon is a lemon. Is that what you, that's what you're saying there, Phil? You don't like the guy. You got her. It, you know... Whatever comes up, and uh, actually, hang on, hang on. What was this in 2016, which is right after he was – that was the year that he got traded from Saskatchewan. That's how Saskatchewan got Mitchell Gale and Matt Sewell, by the way, uh, was the trade for Lemon. Lemon came back and got three sacks in the victory over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders during the playoffs. How's that possible? And a, and a lot of idiots on Facebook took that up and uh, said, "Well, there you go. You know, this is why." That, sorry, that wasn't the oh in the 2017 playoffs you're talking about. But yeah, was that were the Riders well, in the crossover? Is that what that was? Must in, have been. In, in 2017, yeah. In 2016, I think he also did well in, when he got into a different system, a more simple system, you know, a simple defensive system, which he seems to do well in. And. Uh, and, and and there was a lot of blowback in Saskatchewan too. That how, why couldn't the Jones regime uh, fit Lemon into the system? Yeah, understandably. So let's see what happens in BC with 
with Sean Lemon, the Lemonator. He's going to come in and he's going to play football. He's going to walk into Winnipeg and he's going to kick some Andrew Harris ass. Yes. Oh, what's this? 23 QBs have thrown for over 300 yards this season. Their teams are 10 and 13. Matt Nichols isn't one of them, and the Bombers are 6 and 2 for the W. Fuck the Lions. Who posted this? You've actually got a hashtag that says fuck the Lions? That would be Jared, not me. <laughs> oh, my God. He's actually touting Matt Nichols. Oh, God. Dumber than a stick on many different levels. I like the guy, but he's just, he's not really up there. He's just, he's blind faith. Blind faith. It's like a religion to him. Like he's almost, he's as bad as a Ryder fan. Okay. Moving on. Where are we here? Can we, are we done with this? Uh, Coleman and Lemon Trade, or are we finished? Anybody else want to add anything to it? Actually, I was just looking at more stuff on Sean Lemon, and actually, he's been cut by a he's been cut by a lot of teams. He got cut. Yeah. Hey, Mark, did you know? Mark, did you know he got cut by the Bombers? Did yep. you know that, Mark? I did. Uh, he also he also got cut by Saskatchewan. He also got cut by Edmonton. And then he came to Calgary, and he played. Uh, we we had some stints with other teams. Came to Calgary, played six games his first year, had three sacks. Then then the next year he played all eighteen games in Calgary and had thirteen sacks. And oh, then he decided to play in the NFL. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's system once again, like Phil was saying. It's the system. You know, the teams that don't have systems like Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, and Edmonton just – do you notice that those are all the community teams? Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, and Edmonton. Yeah. Wow. Coincidence? I think not. Okay. (laughs) Let's move on. A group of prominent Lions supporters have expressed interest in purchasing the Lions, but does David Braley want to sell at this point? Okay, did you guys actually read this article? Anybody read it? Because it's not going to make much sense if I go on a little rant about this unless people actually know what I'm talking about. I read it. You read it? So they want to offer David Braley $6 to $8 million for the BC Lions. You got that part, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know the BC Lions practice facility is worth more than that? Yes. Why the hell would David Braley sell it below cost? What kind of idiots are these guys? And why are they trying to... to I, I have no response. It, it, it's absolute lunacy what these guys are suggesting. It won't work, and it does nothing to help promote the team. So... What they want to do is they want to get 100 companies to kick up $200,000 each, which makes $20 million. They want to buy the BC Lions for 6 to $8 million and put the rest into the company to make it a better football team. 
So really what they want to do is they want to be management of this team, and they want to take this huge salary that they have just created by scamming 100 different te- uh, companies for $200,000. And if this all fails, the team has a breakup value greater than what they've invested. <coughs> David Braley loves the CFL. It's cost him millions and millions, maybe even hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay? He has put so much money into this league. He has put money into every single team. He was one of the biggest contributors at the telethons to save the riders. He gave Edmonton $4 million in a uh, now-forgiven debt uh, loan. He's given the bombers He bankrolled the entire CFL. At one point. He, at one, at 100%. Okay? This man is a god, in my opinion, when it comes to the CFL. That we, could not, we would not be talking football today on this podcast if it wasn't for David Braley. That's just fact. Anybody want to argue with me? Bring it, because you're going to lose. Okay? This, this man saved this league more than once. He saved every one of these teams more than once. Okay? So... He has $4.3 million, sorry, $4.3 billion net worth. He just gave $50 million to McMaster University for a new medical center. Okay? He doesn't care about money. Do you think he, he's going to sell the Beastly Lions for 6 to $8 million to a bunch of people who have no idea of how to run a football team? No. He's he's lost more money on the BC Lions than that already. He doesn't care about the money. If he cared and needed the money, the BC Lions would have been sold a long time ago, and it would have been somebody else's problem and headache. David Braley is holding on to it until he finds the right individual or group of individuals that can sustain this football team long term. This isn't it. And they have not in any way, shape, or form addressed the fan, okay? I'll tell you what works in the CFL right now. Only one team has done it. Only one team. And I am envious, massively envious of this, okay? It's the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Now, they were failing. The CFL, CBC at the time, told the league that if the Van uh, BC Lions failed, they would lose the television contract. Okay? David Braley took over the BC Lions and negotiated the deal with TSN to get CBC out. And the rest is history. The league survived. Okay? They would have allowed the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to fail just like they allowed the Ottawa, uh, Ottawa Rough Riders to fail, the Ottawa Renegades to fail, the Montreal Alouettes to fail, the Montreal Concord to fail, okay? They would have allowed any team in the CFL to fail except for the BC Lions and the Toronto Argonauts. Those are the two that they were threatened by the broadcasting company that if you allowed those two markets to fail – we would stop broadcasting your league. Okay? That's when David Braley stepped in and bought the BC Lions. That's why he ended up taking over the Toronto Argonauts. 
Okay, so that's your little history lesson in there. Now I had I was going somewhere with this. Okay, so David Braley doesn't care about the money. He cares about the long-term survival of the BC Lions. Why would he do this? Now I was on to my envious uh, of, of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Do you know what the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have done? They have sold shares to the common man. Like I said, I donated money to the, BC, uh, to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders telethon. I wish at the time I had bought the shares so that I could have a share certificate on my wall saying that I was an owner of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Even though I don't like the team and I hate most of the fans, I, w- I would be proud of that. I would be proud of that because I was part of a football team. I was a CFL owner. I could put this up on my wall and I would show it to anybody and everybody who would look at it. That's what needs to happen in BC. When I was a young lad, I said to my father, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to own the BC Lions. And he laughed at me. He laughed at me a lot. Wasn't a nice dad. Um, And he said, you can't own the BC Lions. They're a community-owned football team. Nobody owns them. I went, shit. And then actually, they ended up being owned by a plethora of stupid people, Murray Pezum, Bill Comrie, Nelson Scalbania, and a bunch of others. Um, And then David Braley's bought them. I think it's time to go back to a community-owned team. I just don't agree with the way that these guys are doing it or are suggesting to do it. It needs to go back to the people. It needs to go back to the fans. It needs to go to the grassroots of why this team exists. It's worked very, very well in Saskatchewan. It's worked moderately well in Winnipeg. And Edmonton is not doing quite so well using this method, okay? This plan is exactly what they're taking the Edmonton plan and trying to use it in BC. It's not working real well in Edmonton because why? You don't have stupidly deep pockets and management and board of directors change in these 200 companies or 100 companies. And all of a sudden, they're not there to support the team anymore. The economy's gone, and now the Edmonton Eskimos needs a, a capital infusion. And all the owners are saying, ah, it's not going to happen. Uh, you know what? I can't really afford it this year. This I've had a rough quarter. Uh, no, sorry, can't do it. No, no, sorry, can't do it. So what happened? David Braley had to lend them $4 million so that they could put on the Grey Cup in, what was it, 2012 or no, it wasn't. It was 2010. I don't know when it was, but it was it was at the beginning of the 2010 decade. Um, might have been 2010, 2009. I don't know. Anyhow, it's somewhere in there. Um, yeah, I I don't like it. I don't like it at all. David Braley's not going to sell it to these guys. And you know what? I've been wrong on my predictions before, probably more often than I'm right. But I don't see this happening. I don't see I don't see David Braley giving up his passion for the CFL to these guys. I don't I don't see it happening. I don't want to see it happen. 
I'm going to throw it over to the other businessmen in the group here. Will, what do you think? Would your company kick up uh, $200,000 to own part of the Stampeders if it was available? No. Definitely not. Um, you know, I read, I read the article about what was it? it was ten people or something like that with two hundred thousand dollars? No, it's a hundred people. And oh, it's a hundred people. It's a hundred a hundred companies with two hundred or hundred shares. Hundred shares. <laughs> okay. Expected thirty people. Right. Um. I I don't. You know what? I don't like community-owned teams. I never have. Um, but it's worked in some places. And if you're saying, and I didn't realize BC, I didn't realize BC was had been a community-owned team. They started I'm out not as totally one. familiar with. Is that right? Um, I I I don't know. I I still think that. In any in any football team, you have to have very, 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 very deep pockets because you're going to lose money. Yep. I believe, anyways. Okay. So it's got to be a it's got to be a passion. I.e., David Braley. Obviously, he has a passion for the CFL. <laughs> um, and I just. I just, if you, you go to community owned, I think you're going to run into trouble. But you need somebody with deep, deep, deep pockets. And I'm still thinking, isn't there a, and I don't want to sound racist or anything, isn't there a Chinese company out there who wants to buy the BC Lions? David Bradley And back up with their billions and billions and billions of dollars? Okay. Okay. No. Um, no. Yeah. You know, a football team in my mind is a hobby. Okay, and I I I don't know what to say, but you pretty much said it all because you're more familiar with the situation than anybody. Um, you know, I I still don't I still don't think you attract attract the best people when you have a community-owned team. Okay. Um, because normally community-owned teams do not pay their staff as much as a as a much as a privately-owned team. So I'm just saying. I I had a a buddy of mine that I played high school football with who, when the when the Bombers were looking uh, for a president, um, he was on their short list. And he lives in uh, he lives in uh, Arizona and New York now, but he told me he couldn't afford to take the pay cut because he was making that kind of much money in the U.S. So I don't know if you attract the right kind of people, but I'm not necessarily saying the right kind of people are the highest paid people. But I, I really don't have that much to say about this, as you can tell. So go ahead, Christopher or whoever. I'm gonna. I have. A plan, and I, I've, I've had this plan for five years, and I've been really neglect in in actually putting the plan forward to Dick, Mr. Braley, 
David Braley, who I've met on several occasions. And uh, I'd like to call him a friend, but I don't know him that well. Um, but I'm going to let Mark and Phil talk on this first, and then I'm going to float you guys an idea, and you tell me whether or not you like it. Phil, go ahead. You've read the story. You know what's going on. What's happening? Well, Christopher, I, I completely agree with you that David Braley is a god in the CFL, first off. Uh, but I, w- I would suggest that uh, Mr. Braley is looking into the Lloyd Minster group of 30-ish or so people that purchased the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, they were almost all owners of, of oil field services companies, um, and it seemed to work very well for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, they certainly put the right people in there, and uh, it, the Oilers went to a, a, a Stanley Cup final. Uh, under their ownership, they—I uh, think they all did very well too when they sold it to the billionaire owner who owns it today, and who is running the team into the ground. That said, we're talking about football, so uh, I liked what you said about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, share certificates. Uh, however, they, they were never uh, uh, actually equity and equity ownership. Uh, it was uh, just a way to raise money and, and of course it's it kind is. of a nice thing. Yep. Yeah. And it's kind of a nice thing for everybody to put on the wall. And of course this idea in BC is very different than that. This is you, where we're, you do get a we're vote. actually you do get here, a vote here in BC. BC they're 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 gonna they're gonna give shares, a real shares, to people who are gonna pony up two hundred thousand dollars. And like I said, there there is that precedent set by the Lloyd Minster group that, that bought the Edmonton Oilers that was very successful. Uh, so I hope Mr. Braley and his group look into that. Um, you know, and, and I don't, I, I don't know how you vet people under that, under a system like that. I mean, cool cash is cool cash, but uh, so it, it'll be interesting. BC might be one of those markets that could no longer support a community owned team. Uh, I think it's a lot like Toronto this, with so many other interests going on in the city and the demographic the way it is. Uh, I, I don't think I could see a pure community-owned team like we see in Saskatchewan or Edmonton uh, or Winnipeg happening. I, I, I just don't see that. But, uh, that's really all i got to say on it. Mark, what do you think? You're, you're, you're sitting in a community-owned franchise. How does how, how is the Bombers from, actually owned? How does the ownership of the the Winnipeg Blue Bombers sit? I know how Saskatchewan is. It's, it's or Saskatchewan's owned by a bunch of people. Um, Edmonton's a bunch owned of companies and run by a nonprofit company. Who owns the company? Mm-hmm. All nonprofits have shareholders. I know they do. Uh, government. Basically, we are not community owned in the same way that Saskatchewan or Green Bay is community owned. We're community owned in that basically the government owns us. Triple D Inc. is the management slash ownership company. Um, And they're just all a bunch of business people. Basically, it's 
the government that owns the team. You have no say in anything. You may Especially have a vote. Charity. Yeah. Yeah. Saskatchewan fans may have a vote because of their ownership shares, but that vote means nothing. Of course that it does. Still- but it, it, but it, it, it makes you feel important. It makes you feel part of the team. It makes you want to care. You, oh, yeah. You, you need to stand up and be part of it because it's your team. Okay? So you don't let people badmouth your team. You, get, you go to the games. You wear the swag. You do what you have to do because you're part of it. That ownership yep. means something. Except, and I know I see it online every now and then, and I see clips from the meeting, the AGMs that Saskatchewan has along with Winnipeg. And you do get people standing up and asking questions, and the questions a lot of times turn to, I own part of this team. I want this. You do get fans who think it's real. Yes, but you do get fans that think it's real, even in Winnipeg. that, that that's okay, and you want them to think that it's real. You just can't let the inmates run the asylum. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Yeah. It, it, like I say, Winnipeg isn't community owned like Saskatchewan and Green Bay. It's completely different. I actually don't mind the direction. That these guys would like to go, but I think they need a lot more money. And if you have that many investors, you're going to have that many guys wanting the team to do things. That many egos. Yep. I've seen it in Winnipeg with our board of directors when we had David Asper and a few other guys on the board. It was straight up ego. David Asper even tore into the dressing room one time and started yelling at the players when he was the president of the board. You do get massive egos. Um, If you can find one guy that will be the one in charge, then it can work. But they need to put in a lot more money than 200 grand, too. 200 grand is a mistake that the investor is going to go, well, I have to stay into this and try to get my money back. Two hundred grand is yeah, let's do this and see what happens. Yep. They can put on their business card they're part owner of a football team. It's part of their resume and that's it. I mean that what yep. did Murray Pezum want? What did Bill Comrie want? What did Nelson Scalbania want? They wanted to be the owners of the BC Lions. Whenever a millionaire owns a football team, the football team fails because a millionaire can't afford to put millions into it because all of a sudden they're not millionaires then become thousandaires like the rest yep. of us. Okay? <laughs> and you can't do that. But billionaires can put millions in and it, you know, what the BC Lions cost David Braley, he's got on his nightstand. But hey, they've already got a president lined up apparently. Mark Wayne wants that job. No, no, no. He said he's interested in it. And and, <laughs> and it's not a bad it's not a bad call. Do you know who Marco Ionuzzi is? Oh yeah. Yeah. Who? He was a special teams demon for about fifteen years in BC. Not, okay, great. But do you know who he is? What, outside of football? Not really. Okay. Do you know where he played his college football? 
Nope. He has a master's degree of business management from Harvard. Okay, I'm not putting any more weight onto it than that, but he's not just a football player. Oh, I know that. Okay. So, uh, I I don't think it's a bad choice, and I'll tell you, you know when the BC Lions started going downhill? I can almost name you the date. I can tell you what the day is. It was July 6, 2008, is when the BC Lions lost their culture. Can anybody tell me why that day is significant? No. 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 It's the day Bobby Ackles died. Uh. And when Bobby Ackles had passion for this franchise. He loved this team. He was respected in the business community, and he made he he recovered this team for David Braley. Okay, when Bobby Ackles died, this team lost its culture and never recovered. Three years later, they won a Grey Cup in 2011, but that was by an act of God, starting a season 0 and 5 and recovering. Okay. Sprinkle of Jesus. But BC Lions were were flailing around without true leadership. I mean, David Braley is not a president of a football team. He doesn't want to be president of a football team. He never wants. The owner's not supposed to take care of the team. Um, but Bob Young calls himself the caretaker, okay? Writes checks and sits back and, and, and enjoys the, the games. That's what David Braley wants. He doesn't want to run the team. But he's never found a competent president since Bobby Ackles died. And that's when the BC Lions started to fall down. Okay? So here's my concept on how to save the BC Lions. Okay, you want to hear it? Because I love this one. And I'm really an asshole for not bringing this to David Braley's attention sooner. First off, David Braley's not going to let this team go for he's got a price tag of $40 million on it and everybody thinks $40 million is too much for what this price team is for. It's not about the price of the football team, it's whether or not somebody is committed to play, to being an owner. Okay? So, it's not about the money for David Braley, it's about finding a true owner. Well, the only true owner for the BC Lions is David Braley. So, how do you do this when David Braley is now, what, 75, 76 years old? How do you make David Braley the owner of it forever? Anybody got an answer to that? Trust? Sure, you're going to tell us. Yes, you're close. We need to form the David Braley Football Foundation. He needs to port the BC Lions into it, take the tax write-off. He needs to throw a chunk of coin into it, whether it's $10, $20 million, where the capital never gets touched. And as a foundation, you sell memberships to the foundation. $1,000 for a personal membership. $10,000 for a corporate membership. 
and each membership has a renewal fee, yearly annual renewal fee of 100 bucks and $1,000 for the corporate ones. So right now you can turn around and you can sell enough memberships to your foundation to double your nest egg. This would be the most well-funded team in the CFL, the most stable team in the CFL. And because David Braley is putting it into a foundation in which he is creating, he can put restrictions and limitations on the sale of this team and who can own it and not who owns it, but who can run it and who's on the board of directors and everything else. So he can set it up so that it's being run properly as opposed to being run by a bunch of yahoos. And I'm not calling this group a bunch of yahoos, but they have no skin in the game. And $200,000 is not skin in the game. So you want this team to be organized and well run? David's got to do it. He sets it up now, and he sets it up right, and it can be run forever under this concept. That's what needs to happen to the BC Lions. It becomes, essentially, a community-owned franchise. It's owned by the foundation. The foundation is well-funded, and the foundation sells memberships. And as soon as those memberships, you get a certificate on the wall that says that you are a member of the David Braley Football Foundation, owners of the BC Lions. That's what needs to happen to the BC Lions. That's the only answer for the BC Lions at this point in time, unless somebody else wants to buy it. Jimmy Patterson's 92 years old. He's 20 years older than David Braley and has already said that he will not buy the BC Lions unless BC Place comes with it. What's your thoughts, guys? Phil? How come I get in dead silence here? Somebody. Tell me I'm an idiot. Go ahead. Funny you mentioned Jim Patterson. Uh, Jim Patterson's now heavily invested in the farm equipment dealership business and owns one of the uh, dealerships that used to be my com- my next door competitor. And uh, one of the salesmen I once employed uh, worked for Jim Patterson uh, way back uh, when there was American Motors. If you guys ever remember those guys. Yep. This is one of the okay, a little off topic. This was a typical greasy car salesman who uh, used to sit on the car lots on Sunday afternoons in an air-conditioned Rambler. There was not very many of those built and sell Ramblers to people who would uh, come onto the lot in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And uh, he was uh, the number one American Motors uh, salesman two years in a row in North America. Um, And he got, and he, he told me lots of great stories about Jimmy Patterson because Jim Patterson owned that dealership, and they would fire the uh, the lowest-performing salesman every single month. And, and this is back in the 1960s when uh, you know, it wasn't like today. They do that today, but uh, it was Jim Patterson that started that out, and, that, and, and was the first in North America to really have that policy. And he, he built the car dealership business to what it is today. Um, 
And still interestingly, at 92 years old, he visits every single one of his car and farm equipment dealerships uh, within, within maximum 60 days. And he drives. And drives himself, yes. Drives himself Absolutely. in his Dodge Ram pickup. Absolutely remarkable. Uh, I, I wish I could meet him. And, 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 I'm, and I'm, I'm sad that he's not interested in buying the BC Lions. Yeah, he was at one point in time, but it, it had to be um, – PC Place had to come along with it. Yep. And yep. I can yep. understand that because I, I, they've done very well in real estate. I've, I've been reading a lot about the, the Addison organization. They've done very well in real estate in the U.S. Yep. I, I think they own a stadium in St. Louis, if I'm not – if I'm not, uh, or or something uh, stadium related, uh, maybe Cleveland or I think it's St. Louis. They, they own a stadium there. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question here. Just since you you've done so much homework on on this great man, um, who's the CEO of his company? I, and I've read about him too. And I like I say, I haven't done very much homework. It's just these are just stories I read a few months ago uh, when when I know he showed up in my hometown of Saskatchewan. And everybody was just marveled by this. And CBC did a story on it, or CTV did a story on it. Somebody rode with him in his in his vehicle and, and drove with him. Okay, um, I, I, I'm asking this question because it's kind of funny. Uh, the CEO of of, of the, uh, the Jimmy Patterson Group. Okay. That the man's wife is upstairs in my house right now, having a glass of wine with my wife. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Who, who is that man anyway? Because I did read about him at the same time. Did you? He's the yep. uh, ex ex premier of the province of British Columbia, Glenn Clark. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. And Glenn Clark, I'm sure, is very very interested in the uh, in the BC Lions. He's a big and, fan. Uh, but so Billy I, does, I think it's it. But Jim Patterson it's doesn't gr- spend his money frivolously. And the BC Lions would be frivolously spent money. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of fun. That's okay. awesome. That's awesome. That's that's some great name dropping there. That's that's cool. We got we got the coolest podcast in the CFL. <laughs> so it's not going to be bought by Jimmy Patterson, and it's I don't know anybody else in the uh, province of British Columbia with the the wealth. Uh, the where for all that would be able to turn this around. And that's why we've had to rely on somebody from Ontario. And uh, I think that that's what needs to happen is it needs to be kept uh, under the ownership and guidelines and, and, and uh, of David Braley for eternity, whether or not David Braley's actually there. I don't think Ron Toygo would touch it. Sorry, Charles, but thank you. Do you want to come on? Are you on board? Do you want me to call you? Oh, you're there. Why didn't you say something? There you go. Charles, well, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, because I know there was only – I'm driving in my car right now, and I'm guessing there's probably a lot of background noise. No, the background's not bad. You, your voice was cutting in and out a little bit, but go ahead. You're, you're welcome to the show, buddy. Oh, thank you. I'm – no, I'm a little bit late, and there's like five minutes left. So I just thought it, I was driving home now. I was out for my dad's birthday dinner, and I knew you guys were still on. So I just thought I'd dial up and just hear the last few minutes of the show while I'm yeah. 
heading home. Well, we're we're not we didn't get through your agenda tonight because we've been talking football about all sorts of things, totally off topic on many things. And uh, well, so be it. Yeah. So who do you who do you say that you, you said Roy uh, Ron Toigo? Do you honestly think he would buy the BC Lions? I I don't. I would like Duke, and I like what he's done with the uh, Giants and so on. Um, I think he actually has the funds being the owner of the, um, you know, white font and so on there. But if I'd be betting, I would bet that would not happen. I would like it to happen, but I don't think it would. No, no, no. And and, I mean, we, we have lots of different, um, families in in the BC area that with, with the kind of money that we would like to see in this. I mean, you've got the Aquilini's that own the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, you've got the, uh, Who's the guys that used to own the Canucks? Why have I lost their name? Arthur Griffith. The Arthur Griffiths family, the Griffiths family. They they have the wear yeah. for all of doing this. But uh, nobody has really showed any interest. Nobody stepped up in the five, six years that uh, the ownership of the BC Lions has been up for grabs, so to speak. Nobody stepped up for them. Or, no, or what have done? Probably, I would think so, yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing a while back that Dennis Skolsky was putting a group together, but I guess that fell apart. Thankfully. Um, he's not. Worst president of the BC Lions history. Yeah, he's not my favorite guy at all, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know who's going to buy. I do think at some point it's going to be sold, but I also do think that David Braley deserves to at least uh, get his. Um, you know, get somebody. He, he can't just give it away. He he's put in a long tenure as the Lions owner, and he should be able to get at least some of recoup some of his losses back uh, by selling. He uh, he can't be expected to just give it away. Well, I actually think that he will give it away, but I I don't believe he's going to give it away to some other person. Right. And, and if you had listened to the part of the podcast when I had been on here, and I think we've talked about this in the in the past, where I think he should put yep. it into a nonprofit foundation. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. Yep. William, what do you think of that idea? Open your mic, Will. Mute yours, Charles. All right. Okay, come on. We got one minute left in the show. I'm gonna to have to call the show off if you don't answer me. There's the blog talk bitch telling me there's 90 seconds left. Oh, we lost Will. That's why he's not answering me. What the hell, buddy? Okay. Uh, I was a little hard on him tonight. You're you're a little hard on him. I I wasn't hard enough on the riders. Actually, I kind of set them some love tonight. Uh, okay, let me wrap up this show. I got to find my tab for blog talk. There it is. Okay, uh, so that yes, I understand it. Sixty seconds. This has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number three eighty seven. I've been your host Christopher Jones, and we've got to talk to football. Now, I actually had some fun at, tonight. We ran out of time. We didn't go through the agenda. We absolutely just kept going and going and going and going, and that's great. So uh, on behalf of Will McDonald, I'm going to say uh, good night, watch football, and go Owls.
Oh, no, they're playing the Stampeders. Go Stampeders? Go Owls? I don't know. Okay, uh, real quick, uh, go around the table. Mark, say goodnight. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week, and because of it, BC sucks. Phil, real quick. Charles, you can unmute Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Uh, Canada's team's on a bye week, so let's just, like, sit back and watch some other good CFL football. Say good night, Charles. Five seconds. Good night, folks. Uh, Talk to you Sunday night. Cheers. Take care. Watch football.